It's the Playhouse Podcast with Kat and JJ on demand, even if you're on the can. Dude, come on. On the Wednesday show, we were trying to figure out who was tougher than Dave. We talked to a guy who literally had to duct tape his junk back together. That's coming up a little bit later in the podcast. Here we go. Uh, what would you say? You're probably like 90% over your cold? Yeah, I would say 95. Actually went to, after my shift yesterday afternoon, went to Mantra and got like a crazy massage that from helped. Emily. Get all the toxins out Yeah, stuff, she move flipped everything me around. over and she was like working all the glands and whatever's connected and just like dripping, dripping, dripping like a faucet. So that was really good. That's Sweating, what I you needed. mean? Uh, my nose. Oh. So she goes, we have... Hardwood floors drip away. I said. So whoever was listening outside the door, I don't know what <laughs> they were thinking, but um, yeah, it was good. Speaking of doors shut, what are you doing lately with your door shut in the morning? I knew it was going to bother some people. So it's for weird ye- for years. I'll come in here. Cat will be prepping the show in the studio. I'll be prepping the show and taking care of some stuff in my office. And my, my door is always open I, unless I'm here. I, the only time I ever shut my door is if I'm on any kind of a conference call, like a Zoom call, because people know that when my door is open, they just barge in. They go, hey, what's going on? And then I, I usually don't want to get interrupted. So this is perfect. It took three days. It was an exercise in psychology. No, I, it wasn't. I swear You're to God, not that smart. That's what I started doing. On Monday, I you went. You said I'm going to shut my door to went, see how many I, I want to. I said, I told my wife, watch, I want to count how many days until somebody has a problem with me having my door shut in the morning. I never said I had a problem. I just thought it was weird because I'm like, he's probably watching TV in there or he's probably Why would I come here watching, to watch TV? Watching The Office. or I always have that on. It's sus. It's weird. I, le- I Honestly, my, my side monitor on my two monitor computer is almost always running some kind of a Netflix documentary. I, that's how I work. I work with that stuff. I listen to it. But that's not, I'm not going to shut People my door for it. People think you're doing weird stuff in there, like to your good, body. Good, good. Yeah. Maybe I am. Uh, a new scam that has popped up and has people asking. So someone will come up to you as a shopper. You're at Walmart. They'll say, oh, and they'll have their baby there. Can you buy these diapers for me? Can you buy this formula? And then they take it and then they bring it back and get money for it. And now they're getting busted. <laughs> So basically, you buy the formula for them. Yeah. They hit the door. They come back. They get the money for it. Yes. And then do what they want with that money instead of what you... As long as humans have been around, there have been scams. It's going to keep happening. So, I mean, obviously, you're doing it out of the kindness of your heart, what they do with that. It's hard to say no. you turn your back. I know it is, especially when they have a baby in their hands. All right. So this musician named Matt Hobbs, famous on TikTok for funny songs about his life living with his dogs. And I don't know if you can relate to this. If uh, Addison needs a cheese tax whenever you open up the fridge. <laughs> the cheese tax, the cheese tax. You gotta pay the cheese tax every time you're cooking. When the cheese comes out, this puppy comes looking. The rules are the rules and the facts are the facts. And when the cheese drawer opens, you gotta pay. Tax. We get a meat stick tax. Oh, okay. That dog knows with the sound, like you can be in the refrigerator, yeah. it can't see anything, but it knows the sound. Like if you buy like six meat sticks together at the, the good ones, yeah. if it knows the sound of that wrapper and instantly it's just sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. Same. So I'll get down to the, I'll get down to the end and I'll throw, you know, throw her the, uh, the scraps. Yeah. But that dog, it, I mean. From miles away, she would come running if she heard the meat sticks. I love a good cheese tax, though. Can you help me? 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 Can you help
people's problems. This morning, we turn to email. Okay, so this is, I'm just going to call her Jay because she did not answer me back when I said, do you want me to not use your name? So I'm just going to say Jay. But she had contacted us and uh, emailed us an OPP. It says, uh, this is about my nine-year-old. She has a daily binder that has to come home with her and get signed by parents so we know what they're doing in class, as well as give us paperwork about fundraising activities, etc. So my daughter has not been doing this. I went to put some of her gym clothes in her backpack, and I noticed the binder was so full. I took it out. There was a fundraiser slip for something that starts this Friday, so in two days. And that she needed to have some people sign up, loved ones, and every lap that you'd run, you'd get a dollar. So if you ran 10 laps, you got $10 towards this fundraiser. She is now going to fail this fundraiser because she did not give it to me in time. She wants me to now scramble and ask people to sign up, cousins, aunts, uncles, grandparents. You got to do the work now. My view is she's nine. Uh, She knew what she was doing Uh, not giving me this paper. She knew she was supposed to. I want her to deal with the consequences of having to do these laps and not earn anything for it because she's still going to have to run. She says, I don't think that I should have to chase behind her to get all these papers from her on a daily basis. This is her responsibility. Should I help her this time and make sure she knows for next time that it is her responsibility? Jay, I would say if she is notorious for not being responsible for stuff that she has to, then maybe teach her a lesson. Like if this is a constant conversation, did you bring this home? Oh, you left it at school. Did you not get your homework done? If this is a constant conversation, they're obviously not learning anything. Maybe you do have to have a consequence in there of her running with her friends and all of her friends having that pride of raising money for this fundraiser. And then they're like, hey, whatever this child's name is, how much did you raise? And then she has to say nothing. I didn't raise anything because I left it in my binder. I, I'm kind of a tough love girl like that. I've watched enough Dr. Phil. You prepare them for the next year of their life. And if the next year they're going to be older, they have to be more responsible. Channel is Dr. Phil on. I'd like to rewind 20 years and make my wife watch this. 125 and then 4 at 3 I, p.m. I grew day. up at with a very tough love family. It was my, my parents would have not even thought of doing this for me. This would have been... You made your bed, you lie in it. I learned that really, really early. Then I married a candy ass, mm-hmm. and she does she, everything. Would she write Nolan this, this she check would, right she here? She would absolutely write the check. She would not only write the check, she would put in the memo, I love you so much, honey. Like she would. Good and, luck on your lap. Yep. And, and do you need some more money? Is there anything we can do for you? Anything else we can get for you? Do you need another car? Yeah, she would do stuff like that. So yeah. uh, I, can't, I can't even tell you what would happen in my house because my wife rules. And it was, she would basically just go, hey, how much money do you think you would have raised? And then she'd have wrote a check for it. She does that with almost all of our fundraising that we've ever had for any of the sports. And she just goes, because he'll go, oh, I'm so busy. I'm at practice all the time. I just, and, and then his other excuse is, mm-hmm. well, so many other kids live in our neighborhood. I'm sure they've went to all these houses already. Oh, okay. Yeah, heaven forbid we drive you to another neighborhood that you could go through and ask people if they'd like to help you. I think selfishly, I'm thinking my, of my future self. And you should too, Jay, because your future self is going to continue having to do this. Mm-hmm. Where Every if you single season. Don't nip it in the bud right now. Nine years old, I think they're old enough. They're in, in like a year going to be in middle school. And you have to give them a glimpse into, you know, what consequences are. Tessa just texted in, her procrastination is not her emergency. She needs to learn that she will have to deal with the deadlines for the yep. rest of her life. Absolutely, Tessa. 
I got this email a little bit earlier. All right. So um, this was from Jay. And just in a nutshell, her daughter is nine years old, has a binder that she has to bring home every single day. So in that binder are things that maybe sometimes need to be signed by uh, your parent. Details on a fundraiser that's coming up, which is coming up on Friday, I guess. And it is where you run laps for a certain amount of money. So you call grandma. Hey, grandma, can you sponsor 10 laps for me? That'd be like $10. Like a thon but it's like a jog-a-thon, yeah. right? So the more you raise, the better you look. And um, she evidently did not tell her mom, show her this uh, bundle of papers that were kind of important. And so she says now she's expecting me to scramble and to ask people to sign up. So her view is she wants to teach her a lesson. This is not going to be on me. You're going to get that hot feeling when your peers ask you how much money you raised. Why are you doing laps for no money? Because she's still going to have to do laps. So she's like, I don't know. Should I chase behind her and get all these papers on a daily basis? Or what sh- What should I do? Sean said, put the hammer down. This is me. And I'm 38. <laughs> That's so, scary. That's like, scary, Sean. If, if you don't, uh, if you don't curb this behavior right now yeah it could keep going first thoughts on this whole thing here keith yeah to me the kid's nine kids at nine still piss in the bed <laughs> so like that, that's part of the parent for not uh checking would you okay so liam's 10 what would you do here um i i like the and i've always done like how was your day and when we had folders that he would come home with Every single day. Do you have anything to give me? I would always ask that. But what if it, what if so, this was him just forgetting to tell you about it, forgetting to sign the folder, and now he's in a desperate mode? You would do it for him, wouldn't you? Um, You know what I would do? If I had two days left, I would have him grab the phone and start making those phone calls. And if he gets a promise pledge from these people, I'll give him the money. They can pay me. But he has to do the legwork. You can still at the last minute. And then he's not going to like that feeling of like having to rush and rush and rush and not be, you know, given a, a good amount of time to get something done. Hey, Jen, I appreciate you calling. First thoughts on this? I think you should be going above and beyond for your children anyways, even in high school, even sometimes college at that point. You're, it's not about always teaching lessons. You need to be on your kid's butt. Every day that backpack should have been checked. How are you as a parent not knowing that this folder is piling up like this? You know, I, I do agree with you on the whole, like, um, I, I still ask Liam, you know, do you have homework today? What do you got going on? When did tests come up? I don't think that they can be that responsible at nine. You can teach them how to exactly. be, but I think you could still stay on them. But high school, high school, I think maybe is a little too late in the game. Like they should be at it by then, right? Yeah, but that's because you've been on point the entire time. At nine years old, you mean to tell me, so how long has this folder been piling up, you know? So she doesn't think she doesn't have any responsibility because no one is teaching her that. Mm. So she's not going to know to keep up with that stuff. On Thursday's live show, Psychic Kim's going to be here at 6.30 to answer your questions. Before that, though, about 6.45, going to try and get you $4,000 cash. And, yes, another chance to win a tattoo Thursday morning in the Playhouse during the live show. What's trending? What's trending? So it was about uh, a four-mile walk to watch this uh, Netflix documentary with David Beckham. Have you seen it at all? Oh, my God, it's so good. What a beautiful man. Sweet. Everybody, nobody had one Seems bad like thing nice to dude. say about him. And um, so this is a clip from his documentary where he's calling out Victoria for making herself seem like she grew up working class, but she didn't. We're very working, working class. Be day. honest. I, I am being Be honest. honest. I am being what honest. What did your dad drive you to school in? 
So my dad. Did, no, one answer. My dad. What well, car was it? Uh, it's not a simple answer what because. What car? What did you get your dad to drive? It to depends. No, 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 no. Okay, what in the eighties, my dad had a Rolls Royce. Is <laughs> <laughs> that there? Good. Uh, and now they are using some of the um, you know fights that they had in their Netflix documentary to uh, make fun of themselves in their new Super Bowl commercial. So David and I are going to be in a little commercial. Be honest. Be I am. honest. <sighs> okay. It's a big commercial. Tell them what it's during. David, I'm trying. No, tell them what it's during. I'm do- <laughs> okay, it's during the big baseball game. The super big baseball game. <laughs> oh, was it the hockey ball? Hockey, hockey ball. Oh, and tell them about Jessica Aniston. <laughs> Jessica Aniston is going to be in it too. Thank you. We love Jessica. We love Jessica. Jessica. That's for Uber Eats. So they're already starting to leak out. It's they smart for them because they get us talking about the it. The Pete Davidson Mayo commercial with the cat that he's dating. That's already out. I don't like that they're leaking these commercials. That's like one it's of my favorite things. Better because people decide what they want to see and then they go, oh, watch this. They tell their friends, watch this. I saw this before. Yeah. It's pretty smart marketing. I don't know. I just wanted to give you a little glimpse because they're already starting to leak these. But um, God, they are just the hottest couple. And that is what's trending. Every great once in a while. We have somebody join our show, and then we're taken aback by how amazingly tough they are. I don't even know what we were talking about. What were we talking about where it was like, what is the toughest thing you've gone through or Mm. surgery? I don't even remember how it came. And then Dave joined our show and started telling us about, you know, the time he was working in the iron mines and got a throat infection. I got a bad throat infection. And my tonsils were pretty inflamed. And I went to the hospital and uh, saw an ENT guy. And the ENT guy just happened to be an old Army doctor. Oh, I see where this is going. So we elected to uh, remove my tonsils while they were infected. And he did it while I was sitting in a chair awake. And we found out that, yeah, he went through the whole thing awake. With no anesthesia. Got infected. His throat fell out. He di- no, he didn't. No, but he but he made it. Like he went back to the iron mine that day. Yeah, like that how, that, I just we got off the phone with that guy. I was like, he's the toughest man I've ever known. It was pretty impressive. But there might be somebody that is more tough out there. Amber, this is your daughter. This is my daughter. Yeah. How tough yep. is she? She's uh, she's well, she's twenty three now. So when she was. Probably 14, she needed to have some teeth removed so she could get braces. Yeah. And my husband um, is kind of, he likes to save money wherever he can. (laughs) So (laughs) my daughter, she let him pull these teeth out on the kitchen table. Oh, my God. From the root? Like, were they even wiggly? Yes. Yeah, they, they were, a couple were, two or three were molars. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. I had God. to sit there and watch. Wait, so, how so when she ended up going to the dentist, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, it was a little much, but she let him do it. She had tears in her eyes. She, there was one, she had to go to the dentist and get removed because she was like, I'm, I can't do any more, you know, whatever. But the dentist is like, oh, you came to get your teeth removed. We have here, you have four that need to be removed. Well, three of them are gone. And she's like, oh, my dad pulled them out. Oh, my God. What did they say to that? I so, feel like maybe someone would be uh, called. Yeah, do you call- uh, no, no. Um, 
they just she just said that they were a little wiggly and yeah she let them pull them out i couldn't believe it she's wow. a strong kid she's a strong kid Dang. yeah I, I don't know i'm not encouraging like, drinking underage but did you give her a little whiskey to like deal with the pain no. oh no she didn't I know it was it was something else to watch. So just so I fully understand this entire situation, your thirteen-year-old yeah. daughter needed to have some teeth pulled. Your husband, who's a notorious cheapskate, said, "Have a seat, lean your head back, <laughs> let me grab the pliers," and pulled her teeth out. That is crazy. Yes. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, I think she's up there with Dave. I think that could be up there. I think that's tougher than Dave to pull uh, something from a root. Yeah. Wow. Uh, my stomach yep. is turning yep. right now. Like, I get so wheezy I know. when people talk about And I had to watch. Yeah, I had to watch this. And I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, Alana, you are crazy. She's Look. like, ah, it's okay. Now we're going to do beat Alana. <sighs> beat Alana next time we do this <laughs> yeah. segment. That was buck yes. wild. I'm so glad you called and shared. And she's okay now, right? Like, she's uh, everything's fine. Oh, God, yeah. She's got beautiful teeth. She had braces. Yep. Beautiful girl. Just what? night terrors. Does she, you said she's 23, <laughs> so I'm, I'm guessing she's probably on the verge of thinking about starting her own family. What would you say to her if her 7, 8, 9, 10-year-old is like, I got to get this tooth pulled, and you found out that she did the same thing? Would it even shock you? Uh no, she wouldn't do that. Okay. I don't. No, I don't think she would do that. There's a, there's a <laughs> lot of ways. I don't know. A lot of ways you can save money, but becoming your own dentist is not one that I think we want to encourage. <laughs> yes, no, I would not encourage it. Great story. I'm sick to my stomach, but that was awesome. Thanks, Amber. Yeah. Have a great morning. I didn't think we were going to get anything like that. I no, thought we'd get you. the. I saw somebody said that uh, my brother. I think this is Maddie said uh, my brother took a gunshot wound to the thigh. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, yeah. That's crazy. That goes down. I my just, neighbor's story uh, real quick because she was uh, the reason why certain anesthesiologists had to go back for classes. But she was double poked with um, her epidural in the back. And so, and then she was sent home. She got epidural, was sent home because labor wasn't inducing. And then... She came back and they poked her again. Like two days later, she was ready to give birth. She's laying there and her husband is looking at her face. And he's like, there's something, there's something wrong with my wife. All he sees tears coming down dramatically from her eyes. They later find out that she felt her entire C-section. And it was right here in town. So that guy got (sighs) in big, big trouble. But can you imagine just being sliced open like a fish? We tried to beat Dave. Now we got to beat Alana with pain. Maddie, this is your brother we're going to talk about, right? Yes. Is he tougher yeah. than Alana? So I'm not the toughest. I think so. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was about, I think, four years ago now. Um, him and his brother were, or my brother and his friend were out um, waterfall hunting, and they were getting ready to go um, back for the day. And his friend um, didn't have the safety on his um, shotgun, which was bird's eye they were using. And um, his friend was putting his gun back into his case, and all of a sudden it went off. And my brother just remembers being like, my leg feels like it's on fire. Oh, my and, God. He looked down before he could realize what was going on, and he had, like, I think they said, like, 50 to 75 pellets shot right into his thigh and his knee. Did it just completely destroy his leg? 
oh gosh yeah like it was like a battle scene um and so he just was like i'm just gonna lay down for a little bit while they're in the boat and his friend was like oh my god we need to get you to the hospital and he's like no it's okay i'm just gonna lay down i'm just gonna lay down (laughs) and so obviously they brought him to the hospital and he went right into surgery is that tougher cat you you be the judge what's your brother's name by the way his name is Sam, and he actually still has them, like, a few in his, like, they couldn't remove. Oh, How does he so travel? He, like, um, well, he has to carry a paper with him saying yeah. that he has legit, like, metal in his knee like that. So. Okay, Kat, Sam or Alana? I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say Alana still. I'm sure that Sam went through some pain, but Alana had to sit there through teeth pulling. He's a tough guy, but I don't know if you could pull his teeth with all that anesthesia. Yeah. I don't know. All right, thanks, but Maddie. Amazing. Have a, have a great morning. Yes. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Hey, uh, I got so many people that want to tell their story. Hi, Tony. How are you? Hey, good. How's it going? Good, man. Are you tougher than Alana? Um, yeah, I think so. Maybe. Oh, break it down. <laughs> all right. So I was 16 years old. This is 2002. Super long time ago. I used to BMX bike. Mm-hmm. I was biking to a friend's house. I jumped some railroad tracks. I landed standing up, and when I when I landed standing up, my chain snapped. I I flew over my freshly cut handlebars, oh. um, and I sliced my testicles completely open. <laughs> oh my um, god! Didn't see that one coming. All right, so what's the fallout? No pun intended, from slicing your uh, your goodie bag open. Um, you know, out of great stories, um, flashing friends, I guess, but, um, I, 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 I got on the bike. I rode the west, the rest of the way to my friend's house. His parents weren't home. So I duct taped them shut <laughs> and, and, uh, rode my bike home. No joke. Okay. We got, uh, Is this the winner? we got a, uh, Is, we a got a new, here. new leader in the clubhouse. You All got right. the dub. Uh, Anthony, uh, <laughs> you are the toughest so far. Uh, he just du- duct taped his balls. You guys. <laughs> And I, rode I did. That's your not even bike. a joke. Are you, uh, I don't want to get too intimate here, but are you able to uh, to have kids or did this stop that from happening? Yeah, I'm three in. I was actually <laughs> wow. worried about that. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this guy. That's amazing. What do you say to them when something is too hard for them to do? Like when it's raining or misting outside and you're like, go get the mail. And they're like, no, it's misting. You're like, are you kidding me? I sliced my testicles open. Yeah. I would duct tape so on my have a better testicles. life. <laughs> I mean. That- I throw it in their face like an old nom veteran. <laughs> Imagine you've had a house full of kids and then finally you get some sexy time with your beautiful wife. Have a couple of drinks in the hot tub. Decide to move that action inside. Sounds very specific. Make your way upstairs. Even though there are no other humans entering your house, you set the alarm just to be extra sure. I don't want to hear that. Just to be extra sure. <laughs> you shut the door. And you have nothing but time to focus on the love you and your wife have. And just about the time... Sexy time hits a real, real crescendo. She looks at you and says, oh, the dog is at the door. Oh. You could hear our dog. Let me watch. Let me watch you. Hauling at the door. <laughs> Let me see what you got. I say, hey, you got to focus over here, will you? Ew. I understand where my shortcomings are, but give me some focus here. 
So I thought this would be kind of fun to throw up and, and see what people have to say. What was the cringiest, most unsexy thing someone has said during a very intimate time? Are you asking me? I'm asking oh, you. Okay. Um. So the only thing that I can think of is I got with this guy when we were in Fargo after a night of bar hopping. And he would not stop talking about, you know, those drumstick ice cream treats. <laughs> and I was like, why is this guy so hung up on dessert? What is happening? I am the snack. What's going on? So we go back to his place because it was downtown and we're doing stuff, messing around. And he just like out of nowhere is like, how late do you think the loaf and jug is open? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, it's 24 hours. It does not, they don't have locks on the doors. You're fine. Get to it. In his defense, those are delicious. They're they very refreshing too. Especially when there's caramel inside, yeah. I get it. And at the bottom, if you get an extra thick chunk of uh, chocolate at the very bottom, woo! you don't have to sell it to me, but... I thought that I was good enough for that moment, knowing that in a very short while, sadly, you would have your drumstick in your hand and Sometimes your other drumstick. In just- your- <laughs> <laughs> uh, on our Facebook page, Andrew said, uh, she said, you better make it quick. Yeah. How about Tiffany? My ex-husband used to bah like a sheep. He thought it was funny. Oh Imagine God. intimate time. Like it's a very intimate time. And he just goes. Got a beastie. <laughs> something, no. something weird with that. Um. Angela said he was apparently listening to the football game, playing in the living room, and yelled out, yeah, touchdown! Oh, my God. Instant mood killer. Uh, <laughs> Is everyone always 100% in in their mind, though? Not not, not all the time. <sighs> You're thinking about your grocery list. Sarah says he told me you kiss like my sister. Ew. I think he was kidding, but I don't know. Little falls, kid. <laughs> uh, some like of these that. are great. Oh, hold on. I got a fart. Wow. That's normally just a random surprise. That's not a good surprise either. Corey, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good. It was a very, very sexy moment in your life, and instantly the cringeworthy words were said. What were they? It was questions about my ex. What, she, she started so, gr- drilling you about your ex. How long had you been with this person? We were together for eight years, and I had just taken her out to eat at a romantic candlelit dinner. Oh, and my proposed God. That night. No. Wait, you put a ring on it that night, and later during sexy time, she started asking you about your ex? She did. Oh, my God. <laughs> had this always been a thing, though? Is there a reason it why happened. she should be worried about your ex at all? No, it was the first time she brought it up. She just started asking, like, what she's doing, how is she, Ugh. and stuff like that. How, okay. What do, you, what do you say to this? What's your response? Uh, I just didn't even want to continue. I got up and went out and watched TV. Oh, Did she no. go on your socials and see any interaction privately and messages of you talking to your ex at all? Because that's that's how I would approach a conversation like that. Oh, how is so-and-so, by the way? Because you're still in contact. A long time. It had been a long time. Okay. So there was really no reason for her to ask. So Okay, That's so I'm odd. trying to put myself in her shoes. And, and when you proposed that night at the romantic dinner, she said yes? She did. She said yes. She's going to be your wife. You are going to spend the rest of your life with her. Wedded bliss is in your future. No better way than to cap it off by a physical expression of your love. And as you are rolling, she goes, hey, tell me more about your ex. Yes. Man, there's got to be more to it. Are you married to this woman right now? 
Unfortunately, we are not together anymore. Aww. Was this a little bit of a catalyst to what was to come? This was the issue. Yeah. yeah. All right. So she was. Is she especially jealous, or did you give her a reason? Be honest. I think she was jealous. All right. Okay. Maybe she carried it from a previous relationship. Some people just don't know how to compartmentalize from one to the next. A lot of baggage out there. Thanks for sharing with us, man. I hope uh, hope things go well for you in the future. (laughs)